Oh God, it's, it's so much pressure. We're live. <laughs> hey, welcome to Highly Social. I'm Mike Eaton. Uh, we're back after a temporary hiatus because I was on the road with this amazing guest today. It's Jonathan Kite. Hi. Um, I was saying off mic or off uh, camera that you're like Willy Wonka, that everything I touch and look at on the set it could get me high. Yeah. And uh, we were coming up with a sideshow that we're pitching called Highly Illegal. Yes. Um, where we, someone goes in for legal counsel. And then uh, the entire time, they're just getting fed stuff that will get them high. I went to a barbecue one time, uh-huh. and they were like, oh, yeah, there's, I'm like, do you guys have any booze? And I thought I was grabbing like a, a, a beer I'd never heard of, and it yeah. was all uh, THC. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, this is really good. And then after like a few of them, I was like, wow, what are in these? And the guy's like, THC. And I went, that probably should be labeled. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Did you get pretty, re- were they at least mild? Uh, I've heard some horror stories of people accidentally dosing themselves because you don't consume any THC in any form. No, I used to smoke too much. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, it was sort of fucked with my voice. Yeah. And so I I just decided to stop cold turkey. Um, mm, Turkey. No, please continue. No, I know. I just wanted that to be its own sound. Is that like if you if you were like a, what if, were you saying about turkey? If you were <laughs> thinly sliced, <laughs> if you were um if yeah if you were a morning radio DJ that would be one of your sound effects. <laughs> uh, it's Mike in the morning. Mike in the morning, but it, but of course it would be your morning, so it would be like four p.m. Yeah. Mike in the morning. <laughs> Today's uh, morning traffic report: the rush hour at five p.m. is really getting us. <laughs> you 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 listen to highly uh, your vampires or your local demo. Um, <laughs> Dude, but you just had a brick thrown in your... It was like a big chunk of concrete from Tex-Mix Concrete Company. Fucking asshole. And the guy didn't even stop? <clears throat> no, so I was exiting the highway, and he was in front of me on the exit, and then he realized he didn't need to take that exit, so he just swerved, like, he braked real hard and then swerved illegally, and a big piece of fucking cement, like, fell out of his truck and... Did you get his windshield. license? He did not have one. That is why I only know the name of the company. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, wild out here. And so, what do you do? You call them up and be like, "This happened," and you have one of your. Did you have? You still have the brick, yeah? No, no. I was on the highway drive. <laughs> All right. I feel like this uh, story is getting. Uh, no, it's just a bummer of a situation. There's not. Any no, we got to go after these people. You, you have too much vengeance in your heart. Come to my uh, my legal counsel. <laughs> yeah. Highly illegal. <laughs> Eat this edible and. <laughs> And then you'll forget all about it. Yeah, I think that's a pretty solid move. Um, yeah, I don't. I remember uh, when I first moved to LA. Um, I remember this dump truck cut me off in traffic, but it mm-hmm. was like a it was, it was like a super dumps. I mean, it was a, one of the largest. And then when I got there, I was talking to the guy because um, I was like, "Well, you definitely hit my car." And then um, he was like, "No, no, no, I didn't hit your car." And then there was like a huge gash on the side of my um, of the Ford Escort, and yeah. he was like, "No, no, no, no." And then his buddy walked over to him, and the cops pulled up, and then the guy pretended he didn't speak English. Whoa. That's crazy. And that's why I am racist. <laughs> um, no, but that was just, that was like a crazy, that was like, that was just crazy. I remember like that happened, and um, and I, 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 there was like a caravan of these giant dump trucks, mm-hmm. and he, he, he actually hit me twice. Because I swerved out of the way, and so he, like, swerved and hit me, and then I thought he was going to continue, but then he swerved back into my lane, and it sort of ran me off the road. You look at the car, and then he, um, the the cop came over, because they, like, separated us, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, uh, and then the cop came over, and they were like, oh, no, like, they said that you hit him twice. 
And I was like, wait a minute. Like they went, the cop went to go talk to them and get their statement. And then like Red Rover, Red Rover came over with their statement. Yeah. And it was just like, well, this is what he said happened. And I go, no, 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 that's what I was going to say happened, but the opposite. Yeah. But then like, and yeah, it was ridiculous. The whole like insurance and car insurance and cops being involved in traffic thing is such a fucking scam. Oh, dude. The only solution is a dash cam. It's the only solution. You have to have one on your car. Yeah. Well, at this time, or I mean, this fucked. was er- this was early, so they didn't even yeah. have them in flip phones. Yeah. And so, and because he had somebody riding with him mm-hmm. that corroborated his story, the cop believed him. Insane, right? It was insane. And I was like, they they were just so big. The, the guy didn't see me. Yeah. And then and the fact, but he, mu- I mean, listen, I, I don't know what uh, the shocks were like on that thing, but to hit me fucking twice not even notice no and then so then they didn't have to pay then they had then the resolution was that it the, that they claimed it was my fault because he had a witness and i was driving alone so really you want vengeance for that and we're just taking it out on my, i feel like it was the same guy that did yeah. you you know <laughs> he like drove here like steven spielberg's duel yeah, just, <laughs> we're going after all truckers bro do you ever think about how easy it would be to stalk you like uh, if someone like had like a vendetta and it's like, hey, these are the cities I'm in at the dates and times. I'll be I there. have thought about that so many times. And uh, I remember um, I used to have a really specific car that was um, that a uh, um, this is going to be a theme. So there was a guy that was driving so drunk that he hit a car in my neighborhood and he monster trucked it. I said, and sorry, it popped. <laughs> Listen, it was a guy. He was pretty high. Love Turkey. Um, have you seen this man? <laughs> Are you this man? <laughs> and, um, and it, he hit a truck or he hit a car that literally landed on the, on the uh, roof of mine. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause the neighbors saw it and the guy, of and course, like, Whoa! yeah, dude, again, again, <laughs> And, um, and dude, it was, it was that type of thing. So I was waiting to get it repaired. And, um, so I, it was this order, this green car that was specifically damaged. And I remember when I would drive places, I was at a, uh, norms one time and, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, somebody had recognized me or a camp, like a TMZ actually was what it was. Mm-hmm. And they were waiting behind my car and fucking popped out like uh. a Jack in the box. And I was just like, dude. Please, and I was trying to be, and I wouldn't talk to him on camera. And then he shut the camera off, and I was like, "Hey, man, you can understand. Like, I don't want you filming me at my car, which is incredibly recognizable and specific. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's so that was always that was one of the reasons I, I didn't want to get like a like even in L.A. You know, when, when just because For sure because they were like, you're not allowed to chase people. But I've definitely had known people that got chased by the paparazzi. Do not I, that I get, not that people give a shit who I am. I just mean in general, there's like a lot of reckless driving that goes on in L.A. And you know. That's one of the things that's so interesting is that, like, because I've met you through comedy and you've always been so incredibly humble, I forget how big of a deal you are. I'm not. And so, okay, fuck off. But, like, my, like, when my family saw the post, they're like, you were touring with Oleg? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm on the road. No, that's how not big a deal I am. They don't even know my real name. Yeah, but, but it's, I mean, that's. It's- no, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's nice, but it's, you're, you're definitely right, though. It's a weird thing. I used to just tweet out where I was after I was there. Yeah. As if it was like a present post mm-hmm. and be like, wow, enjoying Miami or New York or whatever. And I'd been back in LA for like two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. So my social media is on tape delay. That's all. That's so genius. Just because you're like, you know, and then, um, but it's like, it's weird because you hear the worst, like when we were on the show too broke, this guy figured out where one of the girls lived and would like steal her scripts. Whoa. And um, so she had to move immediately. Holy she had to shit. move like three times while we were on the show. 
God, that sucks. And so it's weird because you don't think that you're that. that I mean, that's such a weird thing that that would be a part of your life. But mm-hmm. when it does, you just it's like it's like you just have to get out of town that night. You that's have to so wild. Immediately, yeah, because you don't know. I mean, not maybe they're keeping it to themselves. Maybe they put your, you know, like your your address online or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, who the fuck knows? But yeah, it's 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 kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, and like the geotagging stuff now, and oh, like yeah. as much as people, I mean, like that guy, uh, fuck, I already forgot. P and B Rock, he's the rapper that just got killed in L.A. Oh yeah, and they traced it back to because his girlfriend posted the Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. And That's like, where it was, and people saw it, and like it's so crazy to me to think about that because like I love posting food. I did it last night. If there was ever somebody that wanted to murder me, they could. Who would want to murder you? Do you ever think about that? Because it's like that guy who shot Reagan was obsessed with Jodie Foster, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of a weird thing. He's out now. Out and about. He has an album. Making music, yeah. yeah, Brother, we both sound like promoters that didn't know that he hired two of us to sell this record. You're like, I'm on here to promote that. What are you doing here? (laughs) I am also here to promote that. Brinkley's new album is game-changing. It tells a story. Of redemption. Uh, of redemption. Wait a minute. You have got the same script that I got. This is fucking horseshit. I just want a DJ to remix. I want to. I want to be called DJ Jody Foster, and I just re- and I just have remixes of Brinkley stuff. That's so awesome. But it's weird when you like hear you know people's reasons. Do you ever think just because that's so? Uh, or like the guy who uh, and I and I apologize for forgetting his name who murdered John Lennon. He was just such a super fan. Do you apologize for forgetting. Yeah, because I, 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 I'm sure he's a listener and yeah. um, and a viewer. Yeah. And um, but no, it's like yeah, it's it's very weird uh, to have these people like because they were probably looking for him for a while. The guy at Roscoe's. Oh, for sure. Well, and like that was the thing that was interesting. Um, she had he, there was a bunch of posts. I follow this one page that has a word in it. I'm not allowed to say, but it's a great meme page. Grand Wizard. I chat, know it. And then that you word. You sent it to me the other but, day, dude. It's incredible. What? Yeah, it's dude. It's is he a wrestler? So it's it's amazing. But they were posting like after it happened that he had just gone on a podcast and talked about how he took away her Instagram and like locked her out of her own Instagram because she kept. Posts Posting? where they were, and like how Damn. one time they were leaving a club, and some people were following him, and then she was like, "Well, no, let's just stop here." And he's like, "Nah," and she's like, "No, stop here." And then he gets out, and a car pulls up with like blacked out windows, and just sits there staring at him. And he's like, "All right, yeah, we gotta go." And like she just didn't get it. But I it's mean, also like, what if comedy and rap are so different? Yeah, I don't. I've never had somebody pull up and murdered out. No windows and paint job to be like what's up and there's only like i mean how many comedians are there that are wearing forty, fifty thousand dollar watches and- kevin hart uh-huh uh maybe jerry seinfeld maybe maybe uh leno wears a nice watch yeah but some of the he can take off easy because he doesn't want to get it caught because he always has his sleeves rolled up working on cars yeah i mean you're right no no, no. it's like they're definitely there's a lot of money but like those are like the upper, and those are all older guys, you know, who are not going to the clubs. We don't have different like, kind of clubs. There's not any comedians in there, like early to mid twenties, that are flashing like crazy amounts. No, you know. Well, I mean, that doesn't. Well, that, no, no, you're right, but that's that's not. What did you say? <laughs> they can't. No, I was going to say why. What are they paying that generation? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got free drinks and and uh, and 
food because the thing is like that that's the weird thing like that is the image that you want to portray but it's the same thing that people are hunting you for Mm -hmm. that it's like whereas our images sort of don't get like it's always like that old thing of like if you have money don't talk about it because it's not funny Mm -hmm. so it's it, it makes us immediately unrelatable in our craft yeah so it's like it's funny i i mean i I try to think of if jay leno doesn't even he doesn't even do bits on his cars no no because there's something like what's funny about this billionaire or you know what what's funny about having a a car collection that like has a staff you know like there's people whose whole job is just bro yeah i was just gonna say his car collection is is the theme of downtown abbey yeah (laughs) so wild i mean and then and then you know and all the poverty that goes on around it but um in LA, I mean, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. So, I mean, it sucks. That's a, that's the tough thing about social media. Like it makes you so accessible, but mm-hmm. one I think one of the nicest things about really making it is obviously being accessible, but at the same time, having the freedom to be like, I, if you don't want anybody to know your whereabouts, yeah, you can uh, disappear. You could just disappear. And I think that like, that's a, that to me is like real fame. Like, mm-hmm. like I think of uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Where people don't, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, so he, you know, the guy. He, did he play Abraham Lincoln? He did Abraham, play Abraham Vampire Lincoln. Slayer? What's up? Which one was he? Is that Vampire Slayer one? No, the uh, he could have. It was a serious one. It was just. It was regular Lincoln, is what they was originally called. <laughs> yeah, boo. Regular Lincoln. Um, uh, <laughs> Who watches these fucking movies? Uh, oh, it's about a guy. We we already know. Oh, he's on a penny. Cool. That's oh. what it's about. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So you do know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, He's way cooler as a vampire slayer. Hunter. Uh, by the way, that guy fucking looked like Abe Lincoln. Is yeah. vampire slayer or hunter? Yeah. Whatever it was, it was great. By the way, what if Daniel Day-Lewis did play that <laughs> yeah. too? He played it all. Anytime you've seen somebody, it's him. Um, he uh, <laughs> Acting. Uh, he just fucks off and does whatever he wants, which I think is the coolest thing in the world. That is really cool. Ari Shafir does that as well. I really respect that. Yeah, but it, it takes a, fa- a, a fan base and people mm-hmm. that are really working on your behalf. Because I think of so much of comedy, obviously we have great teams and people that, that help each other out. But like you have to do so much of the hustling. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I know Ari is a hustler, but it's like he has. He takes a hit for doing those things. He too. does. Absolutely. That's why I respect it. Because he like, he knows that he can get back from it. It's great. It's like, it's like letting yourself go. And then mm-hmm. seeing if you can't get that six pack. I sure can't. So I was going to tell you what a six pack was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the muscles. Uh, why do you. Beer doesn't have muscles. It's just one, two, three, four, five. I want to do a show uh-huh. where we get you in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> just want to get Mike in a pool. Just, dude, Mike in a pool. Dude, I did a, a private show. Uh, it was a guy's birthday party. And uh, the entire audience was in the pool for the show. So it was a 2 p.m. gig. It was his birthday. Were you in the pool as well? No. I was standing outside uh, on, like, under a little cabana thing. But it's at 2 p.m. in Texas, <laughs> like, just a few weeks ago. So it's, like, 100 degrees out. Please tell me that your opening joke was, now you know how Shamu feels. <laughs> no. Okay. No, my opening joke uh it was talking about queso because they had a bunch of queso. Oh yeah, the yeah. queso joke that it, I heard you it, tell us that. Yeah, it's I doing, love that joke. It's doing good. Um, but but I was doing that. But it was so wild to have people in a pool, dude. That's what I was doing comedy for. 
I did a corporate gig mm-hmm. um, a few weeks back. So for those are non traditional environments. They sound fun. Yeah, but they're the the comedy club environment is helping people out in ways that you don't even know. Low ceilings. Bingo. That you're having people be quiet. It's like they're people drinking. can. I would say they're drinking, but in a spe- in seats, so they're sort of upright. It's like they're all focused in the same way. Whereas, like, if your fucking pool noodle moves the other way, then you're like distracted. And it's really, it, there's a lot working towards, you know, uh, the message or like the idea of, of comedy. But I did this banquet hall, 400 people. Mm-hmm. And there were maybe, so they started off the night by having a uh, Austin Powers impersonator. Awesome. Uh, but, but just walking around the party, like, Great. like an open bar. Mm hmm. Um, uh, Rolling Stones cover band, Stevie cool. Nicks cover band, awesome. uh, or Stevie Nicks artist, but I, I don't think that they were a um, Fleetwood Mac cover band. Um, Frank Sinatra impersonator, Johnny Depp impersonator, Tom Cruise impersonator, people on stilts, circus acts. Yeah. And then they were like, um, all right, sit down and eat, and we're going to bring up the comedians. And they were, <laughs> it was so ridiculous yeah. to get up there that you just, that I, I was like the fourth comic that went and yeah. I, you, you have to like, you have to get their attention. Huge. And it's just like, and it was, you know, the, obviously the corporates are, they're all, the money is always amazing yeah. and you don't have to do a lot of time, but man, or like those outdoor shows when you have to do those, those are fucking rough. Dude, outdoor shows are a special kind of hell in Texas. Cause I, I mean like this past couple months, dude, even at eight and 9 PM, it's been 95 degrees and I just can't wear shorts on stage. The only reason I'm even wearing flip flops today is because I'm doing a weed themed show tonight at Creek. And this is just a funny stoner move to be in. Flip-flops. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean like wearing jeans and closed toed shoes on stage. That's hot, dude. It's, it's warm, but also like it never gets better. <laughs> the thing is like, if you're doing like 10 deep or whatever, and one, like I did, I went to oddball, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, RIP Brody Stevens, mm-hmm. he was hosting. He was really funny because his, his comedy really lends itself to that sort of like going into the crowd and just yeah. being like, you know, a one, a till I die and just keep yelling that at people. Yeah. And it was great. And a lot of the other comics, brilliantly funny comics were just like, it, it, they were like elevator music to the crowd. It just didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And this was like the pre-stage before you went inside and we're yeah. in like seats, you know? And it's just crazy that there's all these odd shows that are being done. And just because I, that's the thing is I feel like in LA or well, I guess around the country too, everything is a comedy show now. Yeah. Coffee shops, uh, uh, plant plates, you know, stuff that I, I'm waiting for the greenhouse and home Depot to start doing a comedy show. It's only a matter of time. Is that like that here too? It, dude, it's insane. Well, so, I mean, that's the thing is the comedy boomed here. Um, and w- with the pandemic, Cap City shut down, Velveeta Room shut down. Yeah. And then m- most of like the comedy scene, especially the old Austin comedy scene, was pretty progressive, like liberal, outspoken, like we are allies or LGBTQ ourselves. Like we're wearing masks. You're fucking a bad person. If you're not staying home and wearing a mask. So like, and when did that end? 1865. Yeah. (laughs) But 
but so all all of that like conspired to create a bunch of like the like rock star like cowboy comedians who yeah. go out and we're just like hey you have a venue i can do a fucking show there great i'll do one right and then like vulcan opens up and creek opens up and sunset starts doing shows and then suddenly we're you know inundated with like real comedy and the people that can't get booked to those places are like hey well i'm gonna do my own thing yeah and it just it's branched out but i mean there's shows that just about anywhere here that has a stage someone has tried to do a comedy yeah of course that's yeah that's just it's like living everything is theater yeah it's i mean it's good and bad because there's it's nice because there's a lot of opportunities for stage time in town yeah but some of them are not good stage time i've done a handful of shows where there were three or four audience members and six or seven comics sitting in the back who are just waiting to go up yeah and like i mean it's it's an open mic at that point yeah absolutely i'm it's so funny because uh the idea of it, it's funny people's idea of comedy or why something works there's like such specific things that i think have to be going in your favor and once you take out one of those elements yeah the house can still stand but if you take out too many of the ones that are really mm-hmm. defining pillars of what makes a successful show then it's only by sheer luck because someone's like well i went there last week and crushed and you're like yeah but can you do it can, can that environment survive consistently that way yeah like it was like when la had the during the pandemic, you know, we had those parking lot shows. Oh, God. Bro, I, I said know. it was, it, I felt like Mark Wahlberg talking. I used to do the joke where Mark Wahlberg just feels like he's trying to rally the troops and Transformers. Mm-hmm. Because, and then people wouldn't even laugh. They would like flash their lights or they so would honk. Creepy. And it was just like, what are we doing with our lives, people? Did you do any Zoom shows? I did one zoom show that was a charity event uh-huh. to help raise money for this bar where i knew people on the board and yeah. that felt um good because i felt like i was helping someone yeah and then i did a regular zoom comedy show and i just felt um awful afterwards and so i never did him again yeah i just was like i'm not getting anything out of it so by the way there were people that did them they were like i really like enjoy them i'm not hating on anybody out there but fuck them <laughs> um Dude, I fucking hated it. I thought it was just like, it didn't, it, it was like, it was the idea of comedy, but, but having no audience there and like anybody, I don't know. It was just, it was very weird. There were a couple of people that started figuring it out a few months in that if you mic up, have everybody in the audience call in and have their microphones on and let them laugh and no heckles. Laugh Factory did that. And those- I performed at Laugh Factory with a bunch of like TVs up, like it was Minority Report. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of cool. I did that at a brewery somewhere outside of LA. Uh, and that was really fun, but like it still wasn't the same at all. But no. like, the, I mean, there was a couple of like zoom, like variety shows where you're doing stuff other than comedy and like making a game out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Telling stories and shit. That was cool. But God, I hated that era. And now we have comedy everywhere, bro. That, well, that was the thing is like, I feel like people came out of retirement yeah, that didn't because they were you know there was like a real sense of mortality, and they were mm-hmm. like, "Fuck it, we need to go out and tell jokes now." <sighs> are you uh, where are you on the road? Are you doing any shows coming up up by me? Or are you going to come visit? Um, the next place I'm going out of town is Skankfest. Oh shit, in Vegas. When is it? Uh, it is October, I think, thirteenth through fifty. It's sold out, so that's I awesome. Been plugging it, but dude, it's the craziest lineup I've ever been on. Oh wow, congratulations! My and a little insulting are... considering I'm oh. you're just on a lineup with me. I know it was incredible, but that was you. This is like fifty thousand, I think. 
people are on that lineup? Yeah, there's 50,000 people, people on the lineup. And not you. Is that and not me? Isn't that even more? Well, I'm waiting to hear back. I think I'm 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 a, I'm a fallout. Oh, good. No, that's You're a fallout boy. Uh, by the way, went to went to high school right by where I grew up. All of them, or is there uh, like I a think specific P, boy? P Wentz. Is that which boy is that? I don't know. One the of the fallouts. Boy? No, he. Uh, yeah, well, guitar boy jerking. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I just saw your hand do this. I didn't even notice the other hand was up. You're just like. <laughs> Well, this is holding my balls. Yeah, this is, uh, that's stretched. Yeah. Yeah. You're just shaving your nuts like an old barber. <laughs> I, I, dude, have you ever cut your balls while you're shaving them? Yes. They don't stop bleeding. No. And I've, My I balls googling. are hemophilia. They're, they, have, they're, they suffer from hemophilia, but everything else about me is fine. I was like Googling like how much blood do you lose before it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it was like an hour of just like, why will you stop Just bleeding? cut to you having a transfusion in your dick. Every every other part of your body is fine, but your your balls have just lost too much blood. God, that's so funny. Is is Manscaped a uh, a sponsor? They uh, were a temporary sponsor of Giggle Boys, and then we didn't sell any. But they gave me a Manscaped lawnmower. They heard enough of your stories. Yeah, they were like, uh, "Yeah, we'll give you one." It's like Tom's shoes. Yeah, <laughs> I got. The yeah, we get this little kid. Yeah, shoes. instead of giving. Yeah, they give them to little kids too. Yeah, on Epstein's Island. Oh, that you know. I think that they should start teaching kids to shave their pubes the right way in high school. Because I was just like, who could do that though? Who could we? Who could get away with that? Teaching kids stuff. Teaching kids to shave their balls. A cartoon. You just do it like Big Mouth. Have you watched that show? Yeah. If I ever accidentally or on purpose have children, that's going to be their the talk. It's just that. Just putting that show on. Hey, go watch TV. Raise my kid or streaming. Raise my kids. Yeah, way better. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've done it in such a relatable I'm way. I'm sorry. I'm one person. You're telling me a writer's room's not going to do a better job? <laughs> it's like 12 people. I know. Well, and how many seasons now? Four or five or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, they only need to see the first two to get what I'm talking about. Right. And then when they get a little bit older, keep watching the show. We'll grow with them. But do they talk about shaving balls? Ah, uh, they get into that, oh, that okay. world a little bit. Oh, I got to catch up. They... I mean, they're very thoughtful about it. There's a lot of times where I was watching. Oh, it's it, a great. Like, I love the man, show. If I was like 16 and watching this, I would have felt. I've auditioned for it. Yeah. And I, have, I was sadly not uh, cast. But I, but I enjoy the show very much. Yeah, there's a lot of. Have you watched, they made an offshoot, too, that's called like uh, Human Resources. That's all of the like hormone monsters and other Yes, people. I saw. I think I saw one or two episodes. Funny. Dude, I wonder what I did to my eyes. Have you ever had itchy eyes before? But I'm looking at you, and it's like your eyes are so itchy that mine are. Yeah, I believe it. We I look like it before and after for like a Flonase commercial now. I Finally, you found a way to get the after photo. Bro. Look how swollen and itchy I am. Yeah. If only I had a Benadryl. If my, with, my, with the way I sound and the way you look. <laughs> oh, my God. We're like the Captain Planet. Our powers combined. We are. Allergies. Um, what, yeah, your eyes are really, I don't know what's going on, dude. Man. Yeah. What did you Just, touch? I, well, I went and washed my hands before you got here. Cause I was like, man, I, I feel like my eyes are kind of itchy and I washed them and they're still itchy. I know that sentence isn't great. Nope. I was like, guys, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Um, are you, are you allergic to anything? I assume. I've never really looked into it. I feel like we're having a talk that we should have had a long time ago. <laughs> Sometimes ice cream makes my tummy hurt. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I got I, an allergy uh, test, and I'm not allergic to anything, according to them. Uh-huh. But I, that's not true at all. 
Yeah, because you said touring makes you break out in hives. I well, no, t- yeah, touring definitely does. I thought you said touring. Yeah. For a second, and um, yeah, stand up uh, the nerves. No, no, I can't drink Red Bull anymore, which is why I appreciate the uh, the Celsius live fit. Yeah. God, so, there's a lot happening on this can. So I remembered Celsius uh, from maybe eight or nine years ago. They used to advertise on the can that the, it was an energy drink that made you burn calories. And so sometimes I would get that instead of working out. Same thing. <laughs> and I was like, look yeah. how healthy I am. I just yeah. burned 150 calories yeah, today. Yeah, dude. Why? I've never seen a commercial. That's how you know it's doing well. Yeah. Because it's like there's no commercials for it. There's another one that it. my friend is a, is a rep for. I think it's called NoCo. Uh-huh. And there's protein in it. So not only that, so I, so I feel like I'm eating a meal. Oh, did they? By Pepsi? So they're going to do yeah. Celsius clear or like it's not going to have all the sugar? Bro, that's ridiculous. Oh, that, that well, maybe they'll finally change it to Fahrenheit, you fucking commies. Dude, no shit. Who's this drink for? Yeah. Wait, when was the last time you had a Pepsi? Be real. Yeah, exactly. Oh. What about you? This Six morning? Weeks, yeah. Yeah. I don't drink that's never in even at Taco Bell, I still get a Mountain Dew. Well, yeah, no, but I'm talking like if you're at like a truck and they have like all those glass bottles, sometimes they have like the Mexican Pepsi or the Mexican Coke. Oh, Mexican Coke. No, no, I drink Coca-Cola all the time. Yeah, but I was saying like they have Mexican Pepsi too. Yeah, but but the thing about Mexican Coke is it's it, there's it's real cane sugar. Yeah. And so that but I Same feel like Pepsi, Pepsi is already so fucking sweet. Oh no. Well, I asked him. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we have one guy here. How do you guys feel about Wild Cherry Pepsi? I love Wild Cherry Pepsi. <sighs> I love I love everything except. By the way, who the fuck is uh, diet caffeine free Coke for? It comes in those gold bottles or the gold cans. My mom made me drink that. Yeah, growing Utah. Up. Yeah. No, my mom made me drink that growing up because she was like, "You're getting pudgy, so you gotta drink diet." And it's after seven p.m., so no caffeine, so you stay awake. But if you want a soda, you can have these. So she was trying to make it as unenjoyable as possible, so oh. that I wouldn't want a soda at night and then it was like i still want that and then eventually she gave up and i just went back to sunkist and dr pepper song you like sunkist i love sunkist dude and dr pepper we used to drink in college owenos which mm-hmm. was um orange vodka and Ooh, sunkist yeah that sounds great yeah those were fucking those went down real smooth we used to get pictures of them yeah if you just take uh sunkist mountain dew one part each. Yeah. And then just add as much vodka as you can tolerate. Yeah. Perfect. How is Austin not a, uh, a pitcher town for, for, for uh, booze? Yeah. For, it is for obviously beer, but like, yeah. it feels like, I mean, it is a college town with mm-hmm. university, but I feel like where I went to, I went to U of I, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like you could get any fucking drink in a pitcher. There are some places that you can pitcher, but this is also like, Austin has a very individualistic culture. Like, everyone here is, uh, like, a hyphenate. It's, it, it feels kind of L.A. where you, you never meet someone that just does one thing. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's you know, kind of, like, country a little bit. So, like, you know. Everyone here is also a bootlegger. You've also got your own, like, this is what I drink. This is for me. And, like, so you wouldn't go out with, like, a group of your friends and be like, oh, we'll just have a pitcher of tequila soda. You know, we all have, like, but there's some places, like, uh, uh, Tiki Tatsuya. They have group drinks. Oh, yeah, like like a punch bowl or some shit. Yeah, they're fucking great. And then punch bowl social. Oh yeah, yeah, where we went, that was awesome. They have that. There's, there's a lot. 
There's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, like that's the thing about Austin is is an alcoholic fucking town. Any kind of drinking that you want to do is available. For a second, that that we sounded like the laziest, um, like live feed of a of a Yelp review for bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the craziest thing, though. Uh, to be bought by Pepsi, the money must have been astronomical because they were doing pretty well for a long time. But they must have just been like, we don't have an energy drink. Yeah, I, I feel like they have to. I mean, they own so much shit, though, right? All of those brands like that freak me out. I feel like uh, when I went to like high school and stuff, they taught us about like a period of American history where we were monopoly, monopoly busting. Monopoly busting. Yeah, monopoly busting. But when we like were like, "Hey, you're too yeah, big of course, you're companies. too big. You, you can't corner the market on this. Stop it." And then and now everything is under the umbrella. Yeah, it's fucking Procter and Gamble and Nestle. Disney just bought ESPN. Yeah, that's creepy. I got. I wish so badly I could do a good Mickey Mouse voice, because I want to say so many terrible things as Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's just infinitely entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I can't talk with it. Oh, you're, all right, it's working. You're doing it now. <laughs> I learned how to Mickey Mouse in my head. Cut to this is your closer. <laughs> God, no, I. Um, the only voice I've ever tried to do on stage is a pirate one. And it always just just eats a bag of dicks. But I, I bet you it. could do a pretty good um, Jonah Hill. I don't know what he even sounds like though. He just Hi, his... I'm Jonah Hill. All right, <laughs> War Dogs. Humble brag. Hey, it's doing me, that so fucking fast. Jonah Hill. <laughs> that that's the surefire way that they announce themselves. <laughs> that's how you know. It's that's me. how you know it's the impression's me. good. Jonah Hill. <laughs> you might recognize guys this me. this podcast is real super bad <laughs> and oh man. oh man uh no there's no i've never heard someone do a good jonah hill impression but i feel like you have the good register for it i uh, i think some impressions are too high for me i can't do them and the more the older i get the more i drink like i used to be able to do gilbert godfrey really well and i can't do gilbert godfrey oh man i think he is the most uh like person we owe the biggest apology for canceling. Oh my god. The fact that he got taken off the Aflac duck and then those fucking assholes had the audacity to keep making the duck do that noise. I auditioned for it. No so so they they had us come in. This was a live audition uh-huh. and they were like you you're going to do the Aflac mm-hmm. but you have to do a new version but it has to remind people of the old version. That was the only direction we got. That's a nightmare. And I remember going in for that and thinking like this is the dumbest thing I've auditioned for. <laughs> And I, I'll never forget because th- there was all of these like stipulations on it, and you're like, "Yeah, you just need like a new Affleck duck." And, but they were, but they were so specific about it being different, but also exactly the same. I bet they just had a lawyer sitting there that was like, "This is as close as we can get without you getting sued." Something like Whoever that. Whoever hits that, yeah. that's who you take. But we, I wasn't in that. I didn't get that far. I don't even think I got a call back. And then I heard them the thing that they use, and you're just like, "Dude." It's if like, you who cares? Ballpark how many like auditions you've gone in for, even like the first starting off type stuff. How many auditions total do you think you've done? <sighs> Fuck. I mean, I've been doing it for out there, I've been in LA almost twenty years. Wow. And I auditioned quite I've I mean I've auditioned quite frequently since I got there. Uh-huh. I bet it's gotta be in the thousands. That's so cool. So now it's very much routine. So I mean, that's how like I spend my days. Where you found your voice in acting. You, I spend my days auditioning. That's all I do. Yeah. 
because when people they always wonder what like if you're not on a show or if you're not doing you know like you're not touring what do i do during the day i'm literally just auditioning yeah i'm, I'm doing all my voiceover auditions at home in my home studio or i'm going over to my buddy's place and i'm putting them on tape like this yeah and that's all i'm doing all every day how long did it take to stop feeling dumb solo with a camera no no, no never because my buddy was out of town two weeks ago mm-hmm. or sorry he wasn't out of town i was going out of town and he had covid mm-hmm. and so we really couldn't line up like whatever and i had to do them and i had a buddy come over who by the way is a, an excellent guy and it still was such a fucking pain in the ass mm-hmm. um to do it and it, it literally took like my entire day I mean, like every to make time it look the- presentable because like look at these great cameras in this room you guys can't see them but they're amazing yeah it's like th- th- that everything changed i know a buddy of mine who's here uh with me actually today when covid started they agencies would call up people and go what equipment do you have at home to film and if you didn't have good enough equipment they were just letting you go as a client yeah because they didn't know how long covid was going to be so it's like you really have to be competitive. Like mm-hmm. people think, you know, people go, don't worry, all tapes are the same. And then you go, they're fucking not. No. People go, I just film on my iPhone. I go, uh, the cool. ones that I know that are competitive are not done on the iPhone. The, there's such Sorry, a- what is that that you're drinking? What, what is that? Energy drink. Energy drink? Yeah. Yeah, just like a competitor to Celsius. Oh, shit. So it's a pre-workout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, have you had Tory? NoCo? Never had NoCo, no. It's fucking good. One of the flavors is Miami. You're welcome. Okay. Whoa. It's like pina colada. It, t- it no, yeah. It's it, like Cuban sweat. It tastes like chlamydia on a hot summer night. It's so good. Mm. And a cool tastes breeze. Like a thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, T-H-O-T. Yeah, no, I I got it. Yeah. You just that's how you crack the can. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, it's fucking awesome. But anyway, yeah, yeah. It's it just it's it's ridiculous. The amount that goes into and then and then you don't get them. You know, you don't you get you know, you get called back or you get whatever. I mean, which is great. And then they'll do it live. Then they'll do it on a Zoom or whatever now. But yeah, to film these auditions, it's like, it's ridiculous. Because you didn't sign up for that. It's like you said, everybody's a hybrid yeah. or a hyphenate, whatever. It's like you have to, now you have to do all that stuff or you're mm-hmm. not competitive at all. Yeah. Dude, it's wild how much stuff, like, when I first got into comedy, I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to focus as hard as I can on being really funny. And that's my goal, and I'm going to get as much, and everything I've heard from every podcast I've listened to and every great is get as much stage time as possible and write. And those two things will make you very funny. Yeah. And you have to have some natural funny. I was like, yeah. I got that. Let's put those two together. So, I, I mean, like, I've been re- recording and playing back and listening to my sets and tagging them up and adding stuff forever. And then it's like, man, I thought that'd be good enough. And then it's just not. We'll do the idea that you have to have social media now, that you have to tape every set, mm-hmm. and that that's what sort of like gets people interested. Because the thing is, like, you're competing with the internet, right? Which is everything that ever existed before you in any capacity. I'm not just competing with comedians, I'm competing with cute puppies. No, that's what I mean. Anything and that food? exists. Have you seen food porn? That's what sucks that you are competing against the thing you love the most. Yeah, it's, it's cruel. If there's a god, suck my dick, dude. That's so mean that you make it so that my jokes have to go against like a beautiful pasta, or or porn, or because you have to get people to come see you do stand up. Mm-hmm. You have to get when they have a device in their hands that ev- everything that ever existed in the history of mankind that has been recorded is now available to them in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And that's why when you see people who are really good at comedy, you even if you don't like them, you have to be like, well, this guy or this girl, like respect because they're yeah. getting people to come out of their houses 
when they don't need to. It's like you think about lives like the sports, you know, and I, I, we were all watching football yesterday before the show. Yeah. I love, like, I'm not a, necessarily a football fan. I love basketball, but it's like, I love going to games and my buddies and I, we go to baseball games and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but part of it is that it's, it's a fun group activity, but the size of the TVs that people have in their house, it's just as convenient as to have people over at your fucking place with, with your bathroom right there. Yeah. You know, the food is, is you make your own food. You know, it's like, you, it's not a hassle, like going to a game. I went to a football game in LA and it should have been a, a short film and an independent film of us getting from the fucking car to our seats. Mm-hmm. It was like 25, 45 minutes. I can't remember, but it's like, it's the most inconvenient thing. So when you get people to fill a stadium, like when you see somebody who's really doing it yeah. or they're coming out to see that person, you're like, damn, that is cool. Yeah. Well, dude, like the weekend just did uh, some concerts. Yeah. In musicians. LA, see, I love and that. He filled a stadium and then he also canceled the show because I his voice know. wasn't doing what in he the middle to. of the show. Like two songs in, dude. That's like just like that level of stress. Like I posted my special and then it wasn't to the quality that I liked, so I took it down. Right, I had it fixed and I put it back out. And I remember that day and a half, I called you, yeah, someone I respect and look up to. It's like I want. That's your true. You do and, that. And so, and so like you know, it's like what? I, and I remember like just oh, that's such a. What if these thousand people change a different? It's like bro, you have fifty thousand there. In what front about Post of you? Malone when he fell through the floor like a trap Broke door? His fucking ribs, yeah, bro. But that's the thing. It's like you know, musicians. It, you really do. Get Get a, like a different experience, right? Then, mm-hmm. because the studio cut itself is so specific, but it's even more impressive because, at least for like comics, like I put up uh, crowd work, but then people come see me do real jokes. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Harry Styles is doing his album, and then you're going to go hear the album. Maybe he'll do some covers, but he's essentially doing the thing that you've mm-hmm. already heard. So you got to think like, holy shit, that is impressive that people like this guy or whoever this much to come out. Yeah. And and that's really and I and I that's why I love doing what we do. Like we did a show together last night. They're so fun at Creek. So much fun. That was a great show you murdered and it was like it was a really what a just a talented lineup and it was really cool to just watch people like come in who were you could tell were really like happy to see the show. Dude, that, that lineup That was a great crowd last night too. I mean like and that's what makes this feel like LA now like uh, did a few when I moved there in 2018 yeah like that is what it was like I could go and see a show for 10 bucks and it would be a bunch of the fucking best comics in the game and like last night not that I'm one of the best comics in the game but I'm one of the better comics in Austin absolutely so but then we have Joey Avery in town who's a fucking killer it's great you know uh, Zach Mama who was on the show the French guy the first guy yeah dude so he's really funny and he just travels all over the country I mean he's done like 60 shows in the past like 80 days or whatever no that's what that's what i love um the idea that you know that's how canada really works um not even to make it an american thing but like Mm -hmm. you just go um because when i played up there i did the yuck yucks and then Mm -hmm. what they do is they have their best comics are the hosts yeah if they're not going to headline because you know like sometimes it's like not not here but like not the least experienced comic but a lot of times somebody who's like cutting their Mm -hmm. teeth does the hosting but there they just they just show up and people just come and the way that it was explained to me was that people just know that this club always has crushers like the store or like the seller you know or the improv it's like who's here tonight it's like i don't know it's sold out by the way this you know eliza was just added or damon waynes was just added yeah 
yeah. It's like it, the show's already sold out because people know, mm-hmm. and that was what was cool about last night's show because you would, you know you obviously got me on, which I'm thankful for. But we, I didn't know anybody else who was going to be on it. Mm-hmm. And then you know, obviously seeing Joe go up first, he murdered, and it was just like, wow, this is it sets the tone, and then everybody was just yeah. crushing it. Well, and like, uh, I mean, it's all those people, and Dave J that puts the show on, I mean, he opens for Steve Trevino on the road. Like, I know, Dave he, is a really nice guy. He's a, and he's a great dude, and he's a great fucking comic. Very funny. And it was also really fun, because like, I was standing in the back, and I watched the beginning of a set, and then I walked into the green room, and he had a joke that was murdering so hard that we all thought I, it was about time for me to go up. Like he got such loud claps and yeah. cheers and laughs that it was like, oh, that's an end of set. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Boosted apply. Okay, I'm going up there, and it was just in the middle of a joke. It's like, yeah. Man, fuck. Did you go after him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's funny. I am. Um, I, I don't remember who it was, but oh yeah, there was this. This. I. I'm sorry. She was brand new to comedy. I don't know her name, but she, I was doing a show with Jay Davis, who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, Yamashiro, which is this like really bougie sushi place that's like. At the top of um uh of like the you know like the the hill the Hollywood Hills or whatever mm-hmm. and um and uh, this girl I was outside and then they're like well she's really nervous and she's brand new and um so I so we were talking and I'm like oh how much time is she gonna do and Jay's like I think she's only gonna do like eight he's like you can do like twelve or fifteen if you want and she's like no no, no I'll probably only do like eight because she was nervous and she goes mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hit him hard and like you know get out of there whatever and she got so many applause breaks and so much laughter, I kept walking into the room and then like a Three Stooges routine and walked back out in the yeah. green room. And I talked about it on stage when I got up there. I was like, holy shit, like I, I must have, I got in all my steps today on my Fitbit just going back in and forth because she was having like rolling applause breaks. Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And like when you're on a show like that, like we were last night, not that people don't expect that from any of us, but just that that's like one of the comics, it's his show obviously, but in the middle of the show, it just, it just goes to show what a great comedy scene that Austin is. I mean, I've been here like what seven times this year or something. Yeah, dude, it's fucking it's blowing up. I love it here because you know I said I really feel like the, you know I, I perform LA the most, but here definitely second most. I feel like I can work through my stuff here. Mm-hmm. Like I was working through all those jokes last night, and like they're 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 getting there. It's not there yet, but you know I do think sometimes in LA, like you, the pressure to do any of the big clubs because the shows are so sold and comedy, obviously Netflix just had their festival there. Yeah. The pressure to come with your like 10 minutes of like, of like special ready material. Cause you're following David Spade or Whitney or whoever, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? It's like every, you know, you watch and you're like, it doesn't. And by the way, those are people are so amazing that it's like, it doesn't feel like they're working on stuff. You're like, Jesus Christ, that is 10 Mm -hmm. minutes ready to go anywhere in the world right now dude i i mean like when i did that uh supernova show oh yeah the yeah the- it's a fucking great show it's killer lineups but i i mean it was theo vaughn neil brennan eric griffin trevor Shane, wallace comedian, trevor wallace and all of them are just fucking killing oh dude when i did it, it was it, it went me jimmy o yang tiffany haddish who are the i'm trying to think of who else yeah it's like they're everybody's just straight up assassin yeah, it's fucking cool. And it's great, but it's like it, but there's something nice about coming here and wanting to kill, but mm-hmm. also there's so much experimentation. Like I love the, the the and obviously LA and New York have this too, but there's just like there's a real wild west feel to what's going on out here mm-hmm. that I can just try out stuff that I know um like I can really like take these huge swings. And yeah. last night 
I like to say, you know, especially because no one was there, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. I, they, no, they, they they did well. Like a yeah. lot of the huge swings did well. Crush the crowd work was fucking great. Oh, thanks, like man. That. It was all fucking awesome. Oh, dude, it was great. That room was awesome, and I love Creek. I love performing there. Well, and it was fun to see because I literally just did five shows with you in Batavia at the Comedy Vault. That was fucking incredible, and I watched most of all five of your hours that you did. Yeah. And so this was different stuff than that. Yeah, well, that, that's the thing is I, I know what works. I have the hour that I'm putting together, and I have about five bits that I know work. And the only ones that you saw was the Southwest Airlines bit, the IUD bit, and the what I look like bit. And then I do, I have like three other bits that work incredibly well that I didn't do because I didn't need to work on them because I'm like, those are done. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to figure out what the other bits are, like the bit on autism or my brother or, you know, all these other things like the female progress in movies, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the pigeon bit. And so I'm just trying to like figure these out and see how they can all sort of work together. Yeah. But it's cool to be able to come here and get honest responses from people that are used to seeing good comedy that won't laugh at it if it's not funny. Well, and cool. It, it is really cool too that there's like um all the different clubs offer different things like and the different nights so like that show Dave's show every Monday at Creek it's usually at 9 p.m. it's just a good show of people that are you know usually on the road and then one or two people that are in town yeah. that'll be like a, a big name and it's that every week and then sometimes it's just a bunch of locals but they'll all go fucking kill so the people that go to see that show no, like, hey, we're going to see. Yeah, there were a lot of people there last yeah. night. Yeah, and I mean, and the, and Dave said it sold very well. It was yeah. doing great. So, like, you yeah. know, it's a good show. And it's hard. That thing is could, like, I mean, I so I had told you in Batavia about some notes that I had written for comedy stuff, and you're like, read them there, read them there. Yeah, and it's like oh, I don't want to do that there. This is my first impression with this club. This is for the first sure. time they've seen me. I want to murder with stuff and not take any risks like that. And then, but here at Creek, I can take that risk. Absolutely. You know? and, it, and it paid off. Absolutely. You know? And it was like really fun. And then after I did that, I went back in the green room and was talking with a few people. And then we punched that up. And I got a bunch of new tags for both of those things. Awesome. And now I've got like five new minutes to try. That's awesome. You know? it's fucking- yeah, it's different. Doing It's so crazy because on the road, when we just did the, the Batavia, it was a great lineup. It was Ryan, uh, Rudy, and you. And so fun. But I feel like in a weird way, I know that a lot of people who have stuck with me since Two Broke Girls, which I'm so appreciative of, you know, I feel like I have to do certain things for those types of crowds. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll and i I'll try like one joke that's not like, you know, there. Like I never did the joke about my brother and the joke about autism in the same set. Yeah. Because I was like, they're not ready and I'm trying to get them there, but I need to figure it out. It's like, a, you know, we have to figure it out in front of real people. And because I really do feel like I've got to do, and then I do stuff for those crowds that will never be in my special, mm-hmm. but they, or like in the hour I'm trying to put together, but like that I know that it'll just be a crowd pleaser and it will sort of check that box to say like, thank you. And I'm doing jokes for me and other things that I'm doing, but don't worry, I'll still do those. Yeah. This stuff that you really like. So it's hard because when you go on the road, you want to like to do the full hour. Like I want to make sure that it's really, really, really ready before I abandon the stuff that I'm doing exclusively for them, mm-hmm. so that I'm not like trading out by like I know there's those bits that you guys really like, but I'm going to do a bunch of crap that I need to work through. Yeah, even though you paid to see. Well, show. I mean, it's like if you go see Bush, they got to play Glycerine, but like they're. Gonna I'm glad. Play yeah, for a second I was like stuff. George Bush. Yeah, <laughs> you go to see George Bush paint. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. How does he not paint Mission Accomplished as just like on canvas? I I love all of the people that do art stuff that that's not like Seth Rogen's terrible pottery. Yes. Great. 
just fucking great that that exists. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. You know, I've tried to buy a Bob Ross painting. Oh, yeah. Several times. There's only one available. It's a gallery in Houston that I've seen online right now. And by the way, I haven't looked in like six months, so there's probably new shit. And it was $80,000. Yeah, that's worth it. Eighty five, I think. Yeah. I, I will tell you, and this is just a weird little secret. If you follow along with him, you can make a Bob Ross painting. Uh I, I'll take your word for it, but I've seen some of these. They'll show paintings sometimes from people at home, mm-hmm. and it feels like people either had two left hands or zero eyes. It just looks like monkey's finger painting. Have you ever done one of the like painting with a twist thing? So, like a lemon? <laughs> no. They give you wine, lemon. That's our show, do- Painting with a Twist, where we our paintbrushes are just slices of lemons. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> No, what uh, is this? They do like uh, step-by-step instructions. Dude, now my right? eyes are itching. I know. I don't know what's happening. Is there anthrax in here? I was just going to say, there's so much fucking... Are uh, we like at like 50 right now, Dan? Oh, amazing. Look at that. We did it. Um, but uh, you, they teach you how to paint like a picture, a specific yeah. picture, and then you drink wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's fun. I've done them, but I also like... Dude, my hands are just tarted. They're not good. At no, all. I, I'm I'm not a bad painter. I oh, used yeah. to, and I used to draw a lot. But um, there's something about you know what it is. It's the it's the amount of paint and the setup that he has. Mm-hmm. It's way more complicated than I think people imagine. It has everything is sort of right there, and a lot of that paint just goes to waste. Yeah, because you can't put it back in the tube, especially after you mix it and stuff. That's like what that. I mean. Yeah. It's like and and he has that whole. Uh, he has all the colors laid out, and there's there's like globs of it yeah. and then he only uses like a nipple's worth yeah and you're just sort of uh so i i think to myself like man that is a lot of waste but i bet that it is a little bit less than eighty thousand dollars um with painted materials i wish i could have I, I i go how much i wonder how much man could he have made a lot on cameo no shit he died way too soon have you seen his son uh yes his son paints right yeah 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 but his- he has a bastard son that roasts really jeff ross get out <laughs> <laughs> his i thought his son who's not as good is is it's it's rust for less yeah okay 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 <laughs> Um, we have to both get out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're giving us the light. Yeah. In a podcast studio. Yeah. Um, dude, I just, I've always wanted one of his paintings. And he, it's apparently he painted three of every one. Oh, interesting. And they did it for like archive purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's for every one that he ever did. So, and I think they did like 12 or 15 seasons. And there's three of them. Yeah. Wow. But they're not, it's, they're impossible to find. Like the woman who owns them or the, the husband and wife that owns them, like they don't. It's like they were in private collections or museums and stuff. God, that's so cool. Yeah. It's like Houdini. Like, I have a Houdini poster in my house. Yeah. And 90 or 70 to 90% of all Houdini memorabilia is, is uh, owned by David Copperfield or is in private collections or museums. Wow. So, like, even if you wanted a Houdini, they're just in fucking impossible to find. So, he died because he let that guy punch him, right? Yeah. So... I was brought that to my attention because I let an audience member slap me. I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, I almost Houdini'd myself. Um, where did they slap you? My face. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
it's fairly padded. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a meatloaf for a head. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Safe. Wait, the, this face. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> and um, dude, it's like hitting a beanbag chair. Yeah. <laughs> no, this guy. Yeah, he he hit him in the gut, and um, his stomach ruptured. Oh, I believe that sucks. Yeah, dude. Isn't uh the Paramount Theater here? I believe he is purported to have performed there at some point and had uh, a rig that was attached to the ceiling and it broke during his trick and they never repaired it. So one time when I was there, I was going to see a show and the bartender told me about it and I thought she was just like pulling my leg and she's like, no, and she showed me and there's like the spot. But then like a true American, I did no further research and was just like, that's real. That's the truth. I mean, there's so many rumors about him yeah. that it's, he had a cool thing about him where he was so famous that any of his competitors were not allowed to perform at the spaces he was at six months before or after. Whoa. Anyone. So like the great Carter, I'm trying to think of who else would have been like the mu- yeah, uh, great Carter. That guy's name sucks. The good Carter. Yeah. The great Carter. It's pretty, a pretty bougie name. Carter. Carter. Yeah. That's someone who's, whose family moved carts of stuff. I mean, he moved tickets. Might as well be like uh, the wonderful Smith. Fucking loser. Pick a cool stage name. Who, Harry Houdini? If your ghost is listening, his name is not really Houdini. Exactly. Yeah. He picked Change a it. cool fucking name. I wonder, maybe he had a cool Carly? first name. What if his name was great? <laughs> All right. If his name, if his was, name really, was great, that was a, a if great. If his name was Great Carter, that's great, fucking sick. Great Carter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was also his own positive review. Um <laughs> But that yeah, like like Chun Lin Su was this amazing guy. I wanted to do a, a movie name. about him, so he was a white guy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so that um, that pretended to be Asian, and um, he would let his wife be his interpreter, and he Incredible. used to tour. And I I tried to buy the rights. Yeah. And uh, Twitter said no. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, isn't that crazy? But it's one of the it's one of the most fascinating. It's totally real. Do you know about Pigmeat Markham? No. He is a comedian from the Chitlin Circuit. Okay. So there was the Borscht Belt of yes. the Jewish comedians, and there was the Chitlin Circuit, which was the black comedians. Yes. However, because it was still all based in like the vaudevillian stuff. Pigmeat, what's his name? Pigmeat Markham. He couldn't play the Borscht Belt. It's not yeah. kosher. Uh, <laughs> but he uh, was a black comedian who performed in blackface. Oh, but people thought he was white? No. Oh. They, they knew he was black, but it was just like there was a bunch of black performers that still performed in blackface because that was the tradition. So he put like burnt cork on his face to perform, but his big closer is that he would take out a pig's bladder and then he had a straight man on stage that he would just slap with the pig's bladder and it would make this funny noise and he'd go, you gotta use a pig bladder. Cow bladder doesn't sound right. Don't ask me how I got it. I'm pig meat Markham. <laughs> that was his closer. He th- he was the first guy with catchphrases. Yeah, like hamburger. Yeah, he's. I'm Pimmy Marker. He's somewhere between Jeff Dunham and Hamburger. Well, I, I think I say Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Even better. You might be a Pigmy Martin. <laughs> Wait, what year? Here's was this? your bladder. Like, I it was 30s, 40s, I believe. Wow. Yeah, there's so many amazing. Dude, the first guy that I listened to this book, uh, History of Comedy by Cliff Nesterov, and I've heard from some people that he's kind of a maybe not perfect on all the sources, but in the way that he tells the story, one of the first guys to do 
like what we now know as stand up was a guy that was tired of doing his same routines and so he just got up there but he was super anti-semitic so he just did like an hour-long rant about jews and that was like the first stand-up wow like that's and that man was adolf hitler right right more of a ted talk really yeah he not a lot of laughs but we were engaged they originally called dolf talks yeah yeah you don't name your kids adolf anymore um what what was this guy's name do you know i'm trying to remember i'll find it yeah i i mean it's tough like they don't they're not um i heard a rumor that uh that they, because I always wanted to see somebody make a movie. They tried, it was not, I mean, listen, I would, I would love to have been a part of it, but the Three Stooges, like mm-hmm. to do a movie about these real people's lives with the Marx Brothers, because oh, yeah. I think they're so fascinating. But but I believe I read an interview one time where, where uh, Groucho Marx's biggest fan or most famous fan is probably Woody Allen. Oh. And he said he would never do um, the Marx Brothers movie because there weren't enough young Chinese women in it. No, he said he wouldn't <laughs> do it because he said that Marx Brothers were so, they led a very sad life to a lot of like if you get really deep and he'd rather have them be remembered as like these pillars of happiness and bright lights for people instead of like the sadness but i think that's what we need more of because it the story keeps repeating if we don't do i that. agree with you i i've always wanted to fucking i mean like we just had jack knight kill himself because he is like and there's no way of knowing exactly what it was yeah. and, and like i'm only you know tangentially connected to the guy i'm a fan of his work i've watched him perform and i've laughed but i mean the same thing with richard bain a few years ago you know like there are these people that are so kind and so happy and to everyone that meets them they're fucking hilarious and awesome and then they're struggling with stuff robin williams robin williams well i so i thought that he had dementia and he was just starting to notice the symptoms and then was just like i'm not doing that which i respect the fuck out of right i think that's a cool way to kill yourself I decided if I ever am going to kill myself. Um, shout out to Darian. He's not here this week, but he taught me this method of suicide. It's called the exit bag. Mm. Um, you just take like a plastic bag and you put helium in it. And then helium kills you. Oh. But you just slowly go out. So I'm going to do like a Mike Eaton and Friends show at a big venue. I'm going to host. So I'll go up. I'll have a good set. Everybody has a good set. And then at the end of the night, I'll be like, all right, thank you guys so much for coming out. Thank you for supporting live comedy. Uh, doors that way. There'll be shows, do all the announcements, and then just put the bag on and sit on the stool and not say anything. And then in your eulogy, they're like, Mike killed. just like dying on a stool and like maybe 10 people notice and other people are like, oh, it was a good show. I don't like that though. I don't like that you would leave dying on stage. (laughs) Right? Oh man, he fucking bombed so hard he died. I I don't, I mean, I know that Robin Williams was having difficulties from people I know that worked with him Mm because his, the last show that he did, um, I was like, why isn't this live? Because he's probably as good as anyone who's ever existed live. Mm -hmm. And I think that he was having trouble memorizing lines and stuff. And so, who did uh, I steal this from? (laughs) I mean, mean, listen, (laughs) I wasn't there. I know that there's all those rumors that fly around, but, uh, I mean, do you know anybody who's, whose jokes he ever stole from? No. I'm fucking nobody. What do you, what do you mean? No, 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 like, no, no, no. I didn't mean that. Like, was do like, you know anybody? I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm actually here as Robert Williams' attorney, um, <laughs> and that's slander. No, no. I'm because uh, like there definitely are people out there that that in general where people people always say that person stole from that person. But I mean, I so I also like I know there's a lot of joke thievery stuff that goes on. The stuff that that happens now. Carlos Mencia. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, there's. I feel like now, though, thankfully, everybody has some kind of timestamp of when they tweeted it or told the joke. But also, yeah. But even but Sam Morrell did, you know, timestamped all his stuff, and then that fucking Twitch guy or whatever. So that's the thing that's so fucking crazy is that not only was that joke timestamped in a special, but that's the joke that they use of Sam Morrell's in the movie The Joker. Oh, I know, I know. Like, the biggest movie of, like, that fucking nerd culture of online video gamers, like, they made them a fucking superhero, and then he used the joke of the community, and it's just bonkers. But, you know, in turn, that ended up giving Sam a lot more eyes. It did. I don't think it ended up hurting him in the long run, and it was not like anybody that was going to be a useful fan to him was going to hear it from this guy and then see Sam bring up that and be like, mm, I liked it better as a story over... Fucking Grand Theft Auto, yeah, or, 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 or uh, Fortnite, Rocket League, Rocket League. Never heard of it. It's, it's car soccer. You're, it's car soccer. Yeah, no, I believe you. It's I pretty just, cool actually, but it's it? very difficult, and I'm retarded. So it's like because you're moving in 3D space and you're using a car with boosters to hit a soccer ball. Oh, and these Asian children are so good. It's the best way to describe it. Car <laughs> soccer. You nailed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And how good these Asian children are. Tastes great, less filling. Asian children, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Woody Allen's. It's uh, what do you think we should do about pedophiles in Hollywood? Do you think like when someone just gets caught, we just kill them? I mean, <sighs> are you a fan of Roman Polanski? Oh, am I a fan of him or his films? I don't know. I don't know anything. I've about never I'm just met. asking these questions because they sound mean, but like I don't know anything. No, you know what's great? I don't even know what the accusation. There's is. Isn't I, Elvis a pedophile. Like, what are we doing? I think. Yeah, wasn't Socrates a pedophile? Probably. Um, no, he was. And um, that's the thing. It's like... <laughs> that's why he was always asking questions. What do you know? <laughs> the Socratic method. I'm sorry. This, by the way, is why Greek, Greek, uh, Greece, cult- Greeks, Greece culture yeah. cannot recover. Yeah. Because they're all bred, but they're all pedophiles. No, they, I think the problem is that um, there's pedophiles everywhere. Yeah. And so I don't, it's funny that like Hollywood gets labeled as like a, as the hub of pedophiles. But I just, I'm like, like QAnon thing with, with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. I talk about this on stage. So funny. But it's like, I mean, it's so funny. I, I got into an argument with a, with a QAnon guy here in Austin mm-hmm. and he brought up Tom Hanks and then later told me that I brought up Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. And my friend and I were like, you definitely brought up Tom Hanks being a pedophile. Yeah. We were just sitting here eating chips and salsa. Yeah. And then he was like, he is a pedophile. And I go, oh, great. Can you give me an example? Which yeah. is just like, and he was like, don't need to, bud. Don't need to. <laughs> That's and my so, favorite argument. So I'm just like, bro, I'm like, yeah. So I think it's just, it's sexy, uh, kid sexy. To just keep saying that people are pedophiles. I'm sure there are tons of pedophiles in Hollywood. I have no idea. I've never seen it happen. But um, I think, you know, Kevin Spacey, uh, he's exiled. Yeah, he's like kicked out, right? Yeah. But, oh, man, all of the people that accuse him of stuff keep dying. He hasn't had to go to court for anything because they're all dying. Who died? I'll send you the links to the dubious Twitter I saw this on. (laughs) No, uh... But there's a lot of, uh, it, he's got like a Clinton body count surrounding so him. So if you were going to accuse him, stay alive and do not. Yeah, just fucking nut up, buttercup. Die with your secrets. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't hear that. There's a, I don't know. I don't know anything. That's why it's, there's always a disclaimer. I don't know anything. I just see memes and take them as the truth. Exactly, so. right? You sound like America. Yeah, I no, am. But that's the thing. It's like. I don't know. He he was. Uh, I was just in Italy, and they, the guy in one of the tours like pointed up at his house, mm-hmm. and the thing, and yeah, and it was above a boys' school, and um, 
but it's like or at least a church and it was just like i mean he seems to be doing fine in italy i mean i'm I, i'm i'm glad that he's exiled from america and mm -hmm. i think if you know harvey weinstein the thing is like the good thing is kevin obviously uh you know indebted himself but it's hard because like you make accusations about people and then it's like it's their job to prove that they you know aren't this that's the only like slippery slope my thing is like i'll give him a few kids seven was great seven kids seven the movie if that's what he wants oh like, i was like is that his he, number he, that's the best acting i think ever is him as the villain in seven i think the best acting him ever is him in uh, american beauty um, where he's pe where he pretending to be tr you know connected to that young female yeah instead of you know that, <laughs> that he, was was he was hating it the whole time yeah. <laughs> he's like are you sure this character can't be a boy i just watched the family guy parody of american beauty and it's just it's so good. it's so funny so perfect it's so fucking funny <laughs> he's, he's about to fuck the Girl, he goes, Oh shit, you're young. Somebody shoot me. <laughs> just kills him on top of her. <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh, no, man. that's what I mean. It's like, so at least with him, like, he fucked himself. Yeah. Um, so it's like, but I think that would be, if you, if there's accusations against him, you know, like with uh, my favorite thing, yeah. And people bring up the Tom Hanks pedophile thing, like, way more than you'd think. It's weird. I think it's because he's so loved that it it's is. like, it's like if you had, like, but they bring the it up to me. Or, I'm like, I am not a rep. <laughs> I just like his voice. I just like his voice. I just do impressions of him. But it has come up a lot when people know that I do a Tom Hanks impression. Mm -hmm. Like, well, did you know? Like, okay. Yeah, I don't do an impression of him having sex with a child, if that's what you're asking me. Uh, it's like that Tom Segura bit where his dad told him that, uh, fuck, uh, who is it? He was the, the white guy from Men in Black. Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, he told that Tommy Lee Jones was gay. And then Tom Segura just told people for like four years that he was gay. And then he found out later that he was not gay, like for a fact not gay. And he's like, Dad, why did you tell me? I was like, I don't know. Just thought it. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, I've been telling people he's gay. Exactly. It's one of those things. It's where it's like somebody was like, oh. Right. The news is a game of, of uh, telephone. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's like, I, you know, yeah, but you're right. I do think that because people, they, that Tom Hanks represents Hollywood and like sort of being wholesome and. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's unbelievable to me that, and people have all these very specific opinions about him mm -hmm. that there's somehow not based on any fact, but you're yeah. right. I think they're trying to take down a symbol, you know, that represents a hierarchy or a community or whatever. I agree. Yeah. Well, so, um, I could sit here and talk forever, but, uh, we got to get going. Uh, Bye. Where, this is live right now. What, where can people see you coming up? Um, I'm going to be... At Creek and Cave tomorrow night in Austin. Awesome. And then I'm on Thursday. Um, I'm doing Creek and Cave, the drop-in Bianca show. I'll be at Secret Show with Red Band and Vulcan, and I'm going to do East Side Austin uh, comedy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll be at Vulcan on Friday Sick. as well. Great. Well, um, thank you so much for coming in today. I'm going to talk about my new sponsor real quick. How cool is this thing, though? It looks amazing. I fucking love it. I'm a big glass fan. Yeah. Just personally, I like have always preferred glass to papers or any of that. And I was talking to these guys. So they're Joker, J-O-K-R. They're based here out of Austin. But they make these water pipes, and you can use it for Delta 8 like I have been. Uh, it's So it's American glass, which makes a huge difference. The Most of the glass that you get, in, like especially the cheap shops, is Chinese glass. Where you drop it, it breaks. It doesn't... Do all the things. The reason that you want a water pipe is because the more surface area that the smoke creates, the cooler it gets. 
And so the smoother the hit. So with the thicker, nicer glass like this, you're, the glass has enough of like the, I think, thermal equilibrium. It's like it's specific heat is high enough that it cools the smoke. So all of that's working. And then they've also integrated what's really, so this is modular. So this screws together and it's multiple pieces. So if, one, if you want to clean out these perks in the middle, you can take off this middle piece and then just screw this onto the bottom and have just a normal beaker style. But they've taken a honeycomb perk and they've put it into a modular piece so it's completely contained and not here at the bottom where it's getting all dirty. I fucking love it. Um, they're very affordable for American glass and they're going to be coming out with a bunch more new designs. And uh, I think it's really just a fantastic product that I, I get behind. So Joker Designs... Um, and you can use code Eaton for a discount on those. And uh, thank you guys for getting highly social. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank goodbye. You. Bye.